Good afternoon. Uh, I think it's afternoon. Yeah, I'm here in Kibas, no, Kanibas, Germany, with two very special friends that I've made this week. This is Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob, but Rob is not here. He's back in the States. Thank you for joining us. Wow, we have always talked about world domination and we have succeeded. <laughs> we have moved into the Black Forest. It's in the region of uh, Freudenstadt, Germany. Yeah. And I have been privileged to be uh, in this very, very special place on the globe. And I'm at the European Theological Seminary. And in this week, I have been, and Rob was here last week. I'm here this week teaching a course, part two, on family studies. One of my students is in the room. She doesn't realize it, but she's going to be given a pop quiz. Wow. <laughs> yes, that's the frightening voice of my first guest. Um, she is from Lafia, a country up north from us, and uh, her name is Ilva. Yes. Ilva, welcome to Mindful Conversations. Oh, I'm happy to be here. It is beyond a joy for me to be doing this podcast in this place. Um, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, for risking your life, your reputation with us. Yes. And my second guest uh, has become a favorite of Rob's and mine because he's a techno junkie. Mm. He, In fact, we are in a beautiful studio in the seminary, downstairs deep in the inner sanctum. And he has his own place that he's created for himself. It's very colorful. His name is Rafi. Welcome to my kingdom. Welcome to your kingdom. It's a beautiful kingdom. I just love this. I wish Rob were here. Do you? I do. I miss my buddy. So, um, Iva, uh, Ilva, you were with Rob week one. Um, you're here. You're almost done. Tomorrow's our last class. And of course, I'm really anxious to find out who you like better, Rob or me. Well, it's the same with parents. You do not pick your favorites. So I would say both of you. Oh, you're so wise. Thank you're you. You're so wise. <laughs> Ilva is from Lafia. Uh, Rafi, you are from Austria. Yes. Beautiful, most beautiful country in the world. Most well. <laughs> um, I'm here amongst many nationalities here at ETS, as we call it. And um, we are finishing our, our teaching, finished tomorrow. Then Deanne and I, we're going to fly back from Frankfurt on Saturday, be back on U.S. soil on Saturday afternoon. I have to wait one more day to pick up my dog, Odin, who's <laughs> just like my best friend, aside from Jesus and my wife. <laughs> All right. But uh, I think I've shown pictures of Odin to you guys. Yeah. He's, he's so cute. He's he's a regular on our show, so I have to give updates. Update is he's at his second show since we've been gone. Um, he doesn't even miss us. The <laughs> reality <sad. laughs> is, like, when I get back home, the reality is he's just going to be like, who are you? <laughs> you know? And then our hope as humans is that he wags his tail and gets really excited, and then we feel better about ourselves that he actually remembers. But dogs just don't remember. And Joe and Rachel, the guys that are taking care of him, they love him so much anyways. So what is it like to be here? How, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, what brought you here? 
what has it been like to be here at ETS? Um, let's start with you, Ilva. What's so what brought me here? This is really good school, like really good school, and not only academically, but also I would I would say in this fellowship here. We are here like family. We're not so many students, but we're like family, and we've been through a lot together. And for me, I could just see that this body of Christ in action, like literally how when one person is hurting, then everyone feels the pain. And this is the beauty of this school. And But I didn't know it before I came here. So I just, um, so I, I see myself in counseling position, mm-hmm. doing something with youth, with young girls, that something's, that's something that, that is on my, my heart. So, and uh, yeah, that's why I came here. And it's a miracle that I am here. God just opened a way and brought me here for a season, for this one year. Who knows, maybe more, but yes. And I'm, I'm so excited and thankful that I could be here mm-hmm. and that I'm still here. Uh, so I'm curious, what actually brought, what was the moment that got you the information or the inspiration, revelation that actually helped you to take the step to get here? I was really stuck in my life. Mm. I would say I was um, I was a secretary, secretary in a, a charity organization and also Latvian Pentecostal Union. And I love my work. I love my church. I love my life. Um, but I, I had this feeling that I'm not doing the thing that I have to do. And I was struggling with leaving those things. And God started to talk to me about leaving it like two years ago, like three years ago even. And I was like, no, I would never do it because it's so much. How can I leave my life, everything that I have, like my position, my like yeah, my position in the church and in my union and my work and everywhere. I really love that. But God was just talking to me. He's like, hey, what is important? You, me? Or like, or things that you do. So, and yeah, in one moment, God just broke my heart in a good way, I would say, in a good way. And and I just submitted myself under his will. And I said, okay, I, I will go. I will go where you take me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no option for me to go because I didn't have money. I didn't have anything. And I, yeah. And then just during period of two weeks, I was invited to come here. I was offered a scholarship. Uh, my church decided to support me like like the other half. And all what I had to do was just to say yes. Mm. And I was like, oh God, thank you so much. And I didn't know what will happen here. Mm. But I would say I I got my life back. Mm. And I, I, I got my calling back, I would say. I finally see it. Mm. Before it was somewhere dim. And I was really down and yeah, and God just took me out of that and placed me here in this beautiful forest <laughs> outside from like far away from the city, far away from everyone that I know. And it's just, I don't know. I would, I would do it again and again and again. <laughs> I'm saying the same thing. I want to come back again and again and <laughs> again. It is a very special place. And you've been here for, you said a year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that introduction. A little bit of insight into who you are, where you've come from. Rafi, you um, you are married. Yes, I'm happily married. Happily married. Mm-hmm. We're, li- we're, cur- we're currently living on the same floor. <laughs> That's true, yes. I'm actually also a student here. Um, 
for two more weeks and then I'll be I'll be working here in this place. So um, yeah. yeah, my journey to ETS was also very interesting because um, I was planning to come for one year normally, but it was a God thing. Mm-hmm. We stayed here, um, basically caught us in the pandemic. You know, I happened to be a sound engineer and I had all my uh, equipment with me and that helped the school to overcome this challenge too. Yeah. And um, yeah, been here ever since and we'll continue to do so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Roxy. Roxy is your wife. Yes. Uh, uh, that's her short name. Her her actual name is... Roxana. Roxana. Yes. There's like a, a song, like Roxanne, yes, right? Yes, everyone says that. <laughs> you don't want me to sing, I'll, I'll hurt people's ears. But um, Rafi, we were in a chapel service today, and, and there was several songs that were all good. Rafi was the last song, and I didn't know that you were going to sing. You were on the piano, and um, just really enjoyed listening to your voice and the song and and everything. It was just it was just beautiful. And you have to understand the the setting for ETS as Ilva has described. It's the Black Forest, meaning there's lots of pines, beautiful pines, yeah. ro- rolling hills, yeah. mountainside, uh, beautiful this morning, beautiful clouds rolling in deeply into the tree line. Have an incredible view from the chapel too. Amazing mm-hmm. view. Hallelujah. And um really epic. Mm-hmm. Epic. And you know, Deanne and I were down last week in Switzerland in Grindelwald and uh you know, just had an amazing time seeing beauty down there. But I have to say there's a whole different level of beauty up here because we talk a lot on mindful conversations, we talk a lot about um human connection. You know, the reality of community, the interactions that happen between humans. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about the world as a dangerous place, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we've covered some of that, you know, in our class, in the family studies, talking about family systems. You know, with Ashley, we've talked about family systems in in earlier episodes, and, um, you know, when we talk about the, the dynamics of a system, of a space, of a, of a group, you get into it and you immediately start registering energy yeah. to, to understand, is it safe? Is it, is it, is it unsafe? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it okay for me to be me? You know, and as I started to experience this getting in town here on Saturday of this past week... And then spending the whole week here, this place is very special. Yeah, mm-hmm. in many in many ways, you know, you, you mentioned community, and even though it's not a whole lot of people, but there are people from so many different nations here, and it's a very multi multicultural place. And uh, to be quite honest, I learned so much about cultures here yes. uh, in this place, and and just. Just living with them, interacting with them, talking to them, you know, like understanding their struggles, understanding their differences. Um, Now, I do have to say I served as a missionary in India, in Nepal for a long time. And I sort of already had that cultural openness. But when you live with those people from so many different nations at one place, 
man, this is just um, very, very interesting discussions. And uh, mm. there's a lot of, um, you know, new understandings that come with discussions. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's a place where we grew a lot in these years, yeah. I can say. How many nations are represented currently in this community right now? Right now, uh, of course, because of, you know, the pandemic, it went down. But right now we have 12 nations, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we we were at a point where we had 24 different nations here. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And even for me coming here, thankfully, it's 12. <laughs> I don't feel I don't feel overwhelmed because, you know, we've been traveling globally. You know, my wife, Deanne, everybody knows, you know, by reference, she's been on one of our podcasts. But, you know, she had a global position with Kellogg, so she's traveled around the globe. Um, we've been traveling since 2017. We were actually here in Germany in 2017. And I just, you know, thankfully, I have the opportunity to travel globally because when you do get to do that, you you get to see that the world is not as big <laughs> as you think, and you get to start experiencing the the reality of what is in the world. Yeah. And I'm, Rob said this, I thought it was really smart, you know, in, in preparation for coming here for teaching, we don't know what it's like to be European, mm -hmm. but we do know what it means to be human. True. And so there is a, there's a place that we can sit together and say, we are human. And I'm, you know, in psychology, I am curious about human development, interactions, and I've enjoyed spending time to see your humanness mm -hmm. through the lens of your own color, whether that's your nationality or whether that's your personality, just so incredibly creative. God is so creative. Mm -hmm. And um, to be able to spend time as a community, because what I've witnessed is this, this submission with one another. You've made this place safe for visitors, and um, you're all in sync the system is not dysfunctional. It's functioning mm -hmm. well. Not to say that there's not griping or, <laughs> or stuff like that. And it should be noted that upon arrival, um, Rafi like challenged me to ping pong. <laughs> oh, we're going to go with this. Okay. Yeah, we're going there, buddy. All right. We're going there. <laughs> and so I got here and um, saw the ping pong table, and he immediately like throws down the gauntlet, like <laughs> we're going for this. I said, oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up playing ping pong. I'm 56. He's like 22. <laughs> no, I'm 28. Ah, 28. But thanks. Thanks. <laughs> but he, he starts threatening me, like, you know, using, he's like, you know, smack talking me and trying to intimidate me. Yeah, it sounds like roughly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he goes, I'm a European. Like, Europeans are all great table tennis, right? <laughs> well, well, because we had a couple of teachers coming here saying, hey, yeah, you know, I can beat you. I, yeah. I can do that. I can do this. And so that. you've heard this before from yes. from these guys, yeah. Yeah, and they were. Um, you're much better than them. I have to. Did say. Did you guys okay. hear that? Yeah. Did you just hear that? He said I was much better than. Ooh. that. Well, you are a great player. What? Say, All yes. right. I, right now, <laughs> my headset is not big enough to handle what's happening in my head. <laughs> so we're currently down two set. I'm down two sets. We've mm. only played two sets, but mm. I would say our last match was very good because I took you to the third, it was one-to-one, -one, third game. Mm -hmm. I took you to 24-22. You well, won. But I won. Let's, let's... Yes, I know. You won. <laughs> let's let's make that clear. Austrians are mm. better than Americans. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's but... right. 
Ilva's like looking at both of us like, what's going on here? It's like here? two boys. Two boys. It's we're, a thing we have. I'm ready, okay. to, I'm, I'm ready to end the podcast right now. Let's go to the table tennis <laughs> and let's, let's have it. So with, with the introductions and kind of our listeners have a context of kind of where we are, let's talk about something that may be relevant for maybe Europe, because we're talking about European culture against, let's say, North American culture. Um, what's it like to live on this continent for your age group? Wow. Oh, it's freedom. I would say it's it's such a freedom. And thanks to European Union and this free movement thing that we can just, you can wake up in the morning and decide, hey, I will go to Italy. And you can just get on a plane, you go to Italy. And before COVID, you could do that even without a passport. No one would ask you a passport. Mm. You can just cross the whole Europe without a passport and you can travel. And that's... Oh, Similar like yeah, like you would travel between states in the United States. Yes. So Yeah, we just similar. go and travel through different countries and see different cultures. And it's it's actually really, really cool. And that's something that people my age do so, like, so often. They just travel, like they count days to their vacation so they could just leave their country and go to the Europe or some other place in Europe because there's a lot to see. Yeah, and it's it's at the same time uh, very diverse people so close nearby. Uh, I, I don't really think, well, at least I don't know that you would have maybe in bigger cities in the United States, but it's like you go a couple hundred kilometers and then there's a complete different nation with complete different um, people. And it's so, yeah, like Ilva said, it's it's nice to travel and, mm -hmm. uh, and see mm -hmm. and talk to those people. Yeah, I think when I compare, you know, the U.S. travel, like I live in Michigan and I could go north. I mean, it takes 10 hours to get from where I live in southwest lower Michigan all the way up to the bridge, Mackinac Bridge. There's Mackinac City, which is an island. Go across. That's so you have Lake Michigan to the west. You have like Lake Superior, Lake Erie. If you go all the way up into the UP, which are called Upers, uh huh, Upers. You got to cross the bridge, and that's where it gets kind of weird up there. And then if you go all the way to the northern border of the Upper Peninsula, you have Lake Superior. Mm -hmm. And and so if I go all the way west, it's about 10 hours to get all the way there. So it's a lot of travel in just one state. If I travel south, I'm going to encounter, well, you guys are familiar with Church of God, Cleveland, mm -hmm. Tennessee. You've mm -hmm. heard those references. But yeah, your accents start coming in as mm. you go farther south. Honey. Yeah. Honey. Honey. <laughs> yeah. If I could do my like... Tennessee or Southern accent, you know. How y'all doing? Y'all got something going on here. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that's really right. Good. That's right, partner. It's really good. Down and the South, life is much better down here. I, I wish everybody could live down here <laughs> because it's the Bible Belt and we got Ooh. Jesus and we got everything that ever needs to be done. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're good. missionaries to the world. That's pretty good. Right? Yeah. I think our uh, the listeners can tell that we are not Americans by oh. our accent. <laughs> uh, no, and and I told them before, you know, pushing the record button. I'm like, hey guys, remember your English is really good. Mm. They had some concerns, but even there, yesterday I got to sit down with the Ukrainian pastor who's exiled into Germany with his seven children, wife, mother, sister, uh, Slavic, and he's just an amazing human being. And you know, I just got to sit down and interview him a little bit. 
and um, you know his English was not as good, but I don't know any other language. And so I so much admire Europeans who have to learn at least two or even three or four languages. Yeah. And I mean, I know Pig Latin. <laughs> okay, whatever uh, that is. I wish our listeners could see the look on <laughs> no Ilva's face. Igbe atnle is a language le at the iwe ixbe in a way at the oh my goodness what is that yeah <laughs> we also have a similar language we call them bean language I've, i don't know how to talk with it but you just put so you gotta bean. take the first letter and put it to the end and add an a that's really? pig latin wow. at me I may wow. aim nay is way at me. So it's like a secret language. Yeah. It is secret. I learned it from childhood, so I can know, but it's very simple. Okay. <laughs> well, Deanne, my wife, has been practicing learning French for three years, literally three years. Every morning, getting ready, she does her lesson on her Dingo app or whatever it Duolingo. is. Duolingo. Duolingo. Thank you. And um, we got to go to Strasbourg mm-hmm. um, a couple days ago, which is France. Like you said, uh, Rafi, very different culture from where I am here. Uh, but it was so cool to see her engage waiters and like communicate on things. And she got to at least practice it, which was super, super cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this 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 European continent brings freedom now, the, yes. the European Union. Yes. And are you saying that there was a time that there wasn't freedom? Oh, Yeah. Definitely. It was certainly not as easy to travel between countries mm-hmm. before that, but yeah, now it's it's uh, you know with the Schengen uh, states. Um, I don't know if we probably you would get bored if we get into that. So <laughs> although we love it because it's <laughs> yeah it's Europe and we have to yeah. know things like that, but yeah, it's no, it's very 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 cool. And again, I think as we're considering the idea of traveling the globe. I think if anybody has an opportunity to to visit Europe, it is so worth it for that multicultural experience. Yeah. Now, back in the day, back in 1993, I did come over to England. At that time, I didn't appreciate the globe as much. I didn't really like being in a place. I did get to go to McDonald's, which made me feel like I was at home, <laughs> <laughs> which which Rafi says McDonald's are awesome in Austria. In Austria. In yeah, Austria. only in Austria. Okay. Like, this is a completely different ballgame from the United States. Okay, I know from people that have been here, you don't go to McDonald's in the United States, but in Austria, mm, it's good. Okay, I come back, you, me, we go to Austria, we get... Let's do it. We do a number three for me, which is quarter pound cheese meal. Okay. <laughs> Rafi, what about you? What about your age group, your perspective, Europe, Austria? Just from your perspective, what seems to be a, a thing that's top of mind for you, for your age group? Well, uh, that's a tough question. Mm. You know, uh, I think that I'm 28 right now, and um, I know a lot of people in my age that already sort of build a fortune in the sense of uh, um, the normal way to go here in Europe is you you finish your school. Uh, Normally, we have free education, Mm -hmm. so uh, you study and then you take a job, make some money, you know, build a house and then make a family, and Mm -hmm. then that's pretty much it. I'm really a bad person to ask uh, this question because I'm a, I'm very different 
like um like I told you in fact I I studied uh, mechanics mm-hmm. um in my early years then I when I finished I went as a missionary for one year in Nepal I went several times to India which is not a normal thing for uh for a European to do yeah and um then I came back I studied sound engineering so did my second thing. Then I came to Bible school and studied theology. So it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> I'm all over the place with, <laughs> with this. Mm-hmm. So, but I think what um, uh, Europe, particularly Euro- Europe is a very um, postmodern society. Mm-hmm. Yes. You yes. know, and um, I think that there's about to come a re- revival here in Europe because um, that. especially the young generations, we see them, they're so hungry for God. Mm. Um, it's so interesting to see even with this whole digital change, you know, like uh, spending a lot of time in on social media and um, just being connected all the time. Um, people are over-informed. But lastly, there has been a, a, a strong move in the younger generation, the generation below me, people just rise up and, and strong people, sincere people. Look, People are looking for uh, realness, you mm-hmm. know, and something more than this, uh, something more than this go to work and, you know, like have a house. And we are very materialistic in Europe. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. That's a really long story, too. <laughs> it's good to know that that's a that's a perspective. I mean, to to understand your 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 place of where you live, right? Materialism is something that's in the fabric of the culture. Oh, and Austrians are incredibly individualistic. Yeah, like yeah, we are. Like you would think that Germans are individualistic, but Austrians are even. A, on top of that, like mm-hmm. a bit more, um, I believe in Americans are a little bit of both, like individualistic, but also collectivistic. You have this friendliness aspect to your mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. which we don't really have. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, we look you straight in the eye and tell you what's the problem, <laughs> you know. Right. You just cut to the chase. Yeah, we don't like to talk around the point a whole lot. <laughs> so we just go, go to the to the, yeah. Is that true in Lafayette? No, we like to talk around the point. <laughs> <laughs> now it's uh, the thing is I think we are we are col- more like collectivistic culture, but because of really huge Western impact, we're getting more and more indiv- individualistic. Mm-hmm. It, it just comes into our culture like more and more and more. We are similar to Germans. We do. We're not so open to new people. But mm-hmm. when we get to know you, oh, you will be your friend. Like you will be your friend, and mm-hmm. we will be loud with you, and we will enjoy your presence, <laughs> and see, we will see, just I, invite you. I can't do that. Like recently, we were on a picnic with some friends, and uh, the they were uh, Romanian, so it's more of a collectivistic culture. And we sat down uh, on the table. And there were some other people enjoying an incredible view here. Um, and they were, you know, packing their picnic stuff out and filled the table with, 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 you know, with all kinds of stuff. And they were talking really loud. And I was just looking left, left and right. And I thought, oh, no, let's 
let's let's not disturb their privacy and their <laughs> silence you know but for them it's it's uh it's fun let's have fun you know let's let's enjoy this time but <laughs> me because i come from a more individualistic culture i think oh, i hope i hope they're not disturbed by it so you see that difference yeah, it's different in in my culture because we're also so affected by russian culture because we've been part of soviet union so it's also so inside of us and russians are loud i'm sorry I'm, but that's true that's my understanding that's how i've seen it and that's yeah. that's true at least in latvia they're very expressive and i think we also have we have we have taken some things of that in our in our culture too but if i also add to what rafi said about what generation is looking for right now i would say maybe younger generation also undermine generation is that as he said they're looking for something real and i can see that they're looking they want to change the world they want to they want to be the ones who change the world mm. and they have all the possibilities yeah. to do it they have they have so many opportunities and mm. they are ready to do it they have so like such huge dreams i think i didn't dream like that the way how they they're dreaming right now mm. and i think they will they can change the world are you referring to a particular age group i would say I'm more like like 15 16 17 yeah, 18 20 year old yeah the alpha generation you know did you just say alpha yeah so is that the name of that generation is yeah. alpha mm -hmm. versus like gen z right. or yeah. x or yeah whatever. alpha generation is even yeah. lower than lower yeah. yeah yeah that's good to know do you think that this is true from a humanistic perspective across the globe, that if we were to take a survey of this age group across the globe, would we find similarities? I would say yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like for, like in my culture, we when we were under Soviet Union, we didn't have, like nobody talked about LGBT and everything else. And nowadays, like because of the Western influence, that's the culture where you can see the enemy is like pushing and they're like trying to change my culture, trying to change my country from from their perspective, like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. People, young girls are coloring, dyeing, dyeing their hair and just walking around with um, with this pride colors all around and they're like they they really want to i would not say oppose their ideas but they want to change the world change the culture that they're in that's a negative sign but i think the same way we can also look from christian perspective that there are people young people who well, want to change it let's maybe just identify with curiosity instead of judgment let's yeah. just be curious about this young generation so they're they're adorning themselves. They're they're finding identity that sets them apart and says, "I'm here, I matter." Like I'm not being conformed into a false image. I'm going to push against that. I'm going to maybe try to find out what is quote unquote authentic. Yes, I think they're trying to find what is the truth, um, and I think they're trying to find um, their truth. And also, I think they're more critical to the information that they get than my generation mm. and generation under me and maybe generation above me. Yeah. And I think they they really are look they are really looking for role models. Yes. You know, um <clears throat> and that's a big word here because um uh, I'm I'm trying to intentionally think about that, you know, when I talk to younger people too. Um 
how do I how do I influence them in a in a positive way? How can I be a role model for this for these people? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think uh, we need more of those. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Really, truly, I agree. Because mm-hmm. there's we, we we have we have had so many like bad examples, like in my country mm-hmm. and among Christians, even among Christians and among politicians, and among people that they can see in front of them. Like we have had really bad examples. So really, I agree with that. With all my heart. <laughs> I really do. That's my passion. I love youth and I see how hurt they are. And I just cannot, I just cannot stay silent about yeah. it. Yeah. Use, using your voice, using, yeah. using, respecting your own voice, your own identity, and also respecting the voice and the identity of others. Yeah. Who, especially in this alpha generation, are, are coming into formation, right? They're developing, like we talked about in class today. Eric Erickson's, you know, levels of development, the crises that they have to navigate through, and and they they have a resiliency that they desire to succeed. Yet there's a high risk in that process. And if you don't have the parental or authority to guide that process mm-hmm. and safety, there can be damage, yeah. unnecessary damage. Yeah. So to Rafi's point, having those guides, I like calling them guides. Mm, yes. You know, I'm, I'm willing to come like the Holy Spirit, right? Come alongside you. I don't do it for you. I won't manipulate you, but I'll be here with you. Mm-hmm. And um, to say, this is your life. This is your generation. You know, what are you going to do? And, and how can we be here to bear witness to that without trying to control it? Yes. Yeah. I would say from my perspective, a little distant from that alpha generation back home in the U.S., but I would say absolutely, absolutely that generation right now is hungering. I think identity crisis is a big part of this. Where do I find that authentic identity? Yeah, yeah. Right? Let's go there for a moment. Yeah. Where do we find our our authentic identity as human beings. I know these are just like big. Yeah. You know, you have questions of. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That's just who I am. I I think about this because I'm not looking for the right answer. Yeah. I'm just looking for a conversation that explores what is our, our thought? Because these are, these are questions that need to be asked in safe spaces. Right. True. The thing that comes into my mind is like, who you are when you turn off your phone, who you are when you leave social Come media, Come on, who sister. you are when you're like alone, alone, you and your thoughts and you and your personality. Like that's, I think that's, that's where you see yourself, who you are with your closest friends. Like they, these people know you better than no one else. And I think you cannot fake yourself for 30 years or 20 or 10, 15, five years. You cannot fake yourself in friendship. So they know you and, I think there's this, I love this word, intimacy. There's this intimacy in mm-hmm. friendship. And that's something that, that can just give this feedback about who you are. But yeah. I, I really don't believe that we can find ourselves on social media or even when we look in the mirror and we try to compare ourselves to someone else. Mm-hmm. I've been there, done that. It doesn't bring any kind of good fruits. It did, yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, a class that we took um, not too long ago about social psychology. Mm. And um, 
we also spoke about how people get their identity from the social context they're in too mm -hmm. and how how that can influence uh how they see themselves um you know because there's no self without us us right and so um, wait 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 explain that there's no self without us yeah because how do you measure the the way you react or you always com and i'm not saying that it's you know it's good to compare but but um humanly we we always see ourselves in the context you know like who who am i it's like to give you an even clearer um example i struggled with identity for a long time right mm, yeah and um when i it also like ets also had a strong impact in that when people just told me hey wow you're really good at this you know like you can really do this i started to believe in myself and really believe what what they are saying and it's like wow okay he really thinks that i'm good at this and i start to believe in myself and i'm thinking okay i can do it And I, as all of a sudden, I, I, of course, it's not a one-time thing, but a, a repeated thing. Um, <laughs> of course, I don't know where I am with uh, psychologically with that. Uh, yeah. You can go in many. You are the you are the teacher here, so correct me if I say anything wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> We are teaching. All right. We are present. We're just exploring concepts, right. theories. And putting them on for size. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, but but I ha I can say that I uh, so the, those things that people said, um, positive things that people said. Yes. Um, encouraged me to to believe um, that this is that uh, that I can do this. You know. I think what I the image I get is like people are like mirrors to us. Yes. Yeah. That's a, I think that's what he wanted to say. Thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, that's a better way to I say. I mean, it. that's that's the image I got, and I don't want to I don't want to lose sight of what Ilva said regarding you can't fake yourself. Yeah, that just really resonated with me. Like you can't fake this. Sometimes, certainly not for a long time. Sometimes mm. people say, "Well, you just got to fake it till you make it." I'm kind of like. I really want to connect with what is true with you. Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, the ugly, mm -hmm. right? Because to be human is to be fallible. And we don't in our cultures, or at least in the culture I've lived in, there's not a lot of margin for mistake. Mm -hmm. And the reality is I'm human. And I've really had to wrestle with this with my relationship with God because for a long time, I felt like I had to be a certain thing to be accepted by God. Yeah, same with me. Uh, it's similar. I yeah. Say same yeah, thing. and I think I grew up with that message, those authoritative messages, maybe in church or, or wherever they came from, but I had to start hanging around people, you know, who would bear witness to me of the value that I represented. Yeah. I had to get around those people that would would speak life You know, scripture says that the tongue is power. It's got it's got the power of life or death, you know, so to either grow or to destroy. And I don't want people to say things just to puff me up for my ego's sake. I, I want people to speak truth to me. Right, right. And to feel that Brene Brown video that we watched yesterday is to be able to hear my story. Mm. 
telling my story is so key, so critical to my human development, because if I can't tell the story, I'll stay stuck in shame. True. And then I'm going to continue trying to find ways to cope or to numb the pain of inauthenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the plight of the human condition. That's so good. And and so here here we are now as a community saying like this ETS. It is a bubble, but it's a good bubble. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a bubble that says this is what it's supposed to be. This is like heaven on earth. <laughs> And yes, 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 we have to leave this place and go back outside the safety of this bubble. But can we somehow recreate this bubble in a small way, in in two or three relationships? It may not happen in the larger context of, let's say, a church or a school, Mm. but could we indoctrinate this in a small setting? Where where we have the safety of this, I've got that with Bubbles and and Ryan, mm. my wife, my best friends, and I can be me. I've found a space to be me. Yeah. And when you spend enough time in those spaces, I now have the strength to go out into the dangerous world where they won't respect that. But I can always go back to those sacred friendships that bear witness to my authenticity. Yeah, that's a big word of today. I feel like authenticity. And it's the same thing in a marriage too. If you can't be yourself, right? Then you, <laughs> there, there is a problem. Can you imagine? Well, we can, because we've lived it, right? Trying to live somebody else's version of us. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was my dream when I was a kid. I was like, I, could, I, I would love to live someone else's version of me. <laughs> I really thought about it. Yeah. I mean, comparison. Mm. Um, um, what's the word? Uh, covetousness, you know, mm-hmm. coveting another person's yeah. life, you know, trying to be somebody. But God made me to be me. Like, there's no other me on the planet. Yeah, that's so... Like, he made you, Rafi, to do this. Mm-hmm. This is... There's no other person. There's other sound engineers, Yes. But the flavor that you bring is unique. And you don't have to compete against other sound engineers. You're just you. And that is good. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Even though I I do, like, um, you know, watch other content and learn from others uh, Mm -hmm. just so that I can grow Mm -hmm. and not stay on the same place. But, yeah. I think that's I like this, what you said. Right. I think that's the ability that God has given to us. Like God is creative God and he has created us so unique and he has given us this uniqueness and this create creativity to go and create another other things, creative mm-hmm. things. Totally, totally dynamic, totally creative. Always changing. And somebody said yesterday or the day before kind of with the the defense. This wasn't them. This was them referencing somebody else with kind of a wrong theology, but but God doesn't change. True, but he changes everything. Yes, amen. <laughs> wow. And he keeps changing everything. Everything is constantly under change. Come on, that's so good. <laughs> right? Yes. And so if I'm under that influence, yeah, Lord, change me. 
and let me enjoy the process of change. Now, yeah, because normally we're afraid of change. <laughs> we are because change is oftentimes risky mm-hmm. and painful. Painful. Come on, I mean, painful. The theology of pain, suffering, yes. and there's. I don't. We've talked about this, but being Christian doesn't give us like an exemption from pain, right? You know, when mm-hmm. I say Christian, I mean follower of Christ. I've chosen to have a relationship with God through Christ. Yeah, and you know, on that journey, I feel like He's maturing me in my faith, bearing more of the image of him, and therefore that's my, that's my pursuit. Not the image of the church, not the image of the pastor, not the image of any other celebrity. It's the image of Jesus. It's the image of God. Wow. I'm not suggesting I'm even close to that, but I'm on the journey. I'm on the path. Yeah. And I'm exploring that path, allowing that process place in my life. It's a slow process. That's so good. Yeah. I think everyone needs to hear it <laughs> and learn it. Like how to, yeah, how to live like that. It's, I think it's there, you know. And I think each person, out of respect for our individuality, our autonomy, which I respect, they're on their own journey. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't want people to follow my way. I, I want them to follow the way, you know? Yeah. And um, if they invite me to be a partner in the process, I find that to be a privilege. Mm-hmm. To bear witness to another human being, you know, to find regard for them and to yeah. to be with them and to share in life with them without establishing some sense of they need to change in order to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like what you said with uh with the, everyone has a story, you know. If you if you look at a individual, and and understand that this individual has a story, and has reasons, um, why he why he does what he does. Yes. And um, if we sort of approach him with that understanding and love, um, we'll get more fruit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to transition toward um, the the conclusion of our time together, which has been so rich here in the studio. Thank you for letting us be here. I'm sorry that Dr. Rob, I like to call him Dr. Rob, mm. to kind of puff up his ego. Okay, Dr. Doctor. Dr. Doctor. <laughs> and, you know, he would love to be here. And I'm so glad he and Sandy got to be here last week. Yeah. And to en- encounter this, and I can't wait to get home. They were awesome, by the oh, way. Let me so just say nice. that, aren't they? Mm. Yes, they were really awesome. And I get to work with them. Mm. <laughs> it's so cool. I wish I, I would be able to work with all of you guys. Yeah. So <laughs> wait like, a minute. I'm wanting to say we want to come here and work with you guys. Oh, feel <laughs> okay. free. We have a lot of empty rooms. I know. We can I, play ping pong. <laughs> I, I tell you what, we could play ping pong and like go on the circuit. <laughs> like the world circuit, right? <laughs> Ooh, like, I will be there in tra- and, and, and Yeah, we'll need a team, right? We need yeah. like a manager, business manager, yeah. branding manager. Just imagine people to would pay to watch us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Look at us. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's sure. been it's been awesome. Um just so thankful for my time with you this week and um I hope that you who are listening something in our conversation today this mindful conversation about Europe, North America, things that 
um, Ilva and, and Rafi's generation is going through. I'm walking away from this experience realizing we are human. We are all experiencing the same thing. We have different languages, maybe different customs, but at the end of the day, when you really sit with one another, there's, there's a human being there. And I, I really do love both of you. I appreciate both of you. And I'm thankful for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, we are laying down this podcast. We've been delayed um, getting you this podcast. We've had about six weeks. We apologize. Like the Europeans, they do holiday really well. I'll blame it on holiday, but we want to get back, continue providing next episode. Thank you for listening to Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob, um, Ilva and Rafi. Blessings to you wherever this may lead you.